welcome. We're glad you guys are here today. If you're joining with us for the very first time ever, we're really glad you're here today. You're welcome and you're wanted here and we're glad you're here. And we pray that today will be a great day for you and that you'll be encouraged and you'll be inspired. And if you're coming here today and um, you've been coming for a long time, we're glad you're here too. And today's gonna be a good day. Um, we're kicking off a brand new story called, a brand new series called Christmas Stories. How many of you guys, your favorite holiday of the year is Christmas. That's your, that's your jam. Like you like Christmas. Yeah, there's a bunch of you guys. The rest of you guys, you're Grinches basically. Um, you, you don't like buying gifts for people. You know I like it. I, I was sitting next to um, Joy, not Joy, yeah, Joy and Annie. And I was telling Annie, I said, you know what? Jesus is the reason for the season and gifts. Mostly the gifts, but Jesus is the reason too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm a gift guy. You guys have been coming here long enough to know I like gifts. And so Christmas is one of my favorite, 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 favorite holidays. And so we're going to be in, um, in the scripture today in Luke chapter 2. If you have a Bible, flip open to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. <clears throat> how many of you guys in here, you, you, have a, you don't have to raise your hand this time, um, but how many of you guys, you have a, in your mind, just for a second, think about your favorite Christmas story, your favorite Christmas movie, your favorite Christmas movie. You have a favorite Christmas movie? Can I come down just a little bit, Aaron? Your favorite Christmas movie of all time, you have it? Okay, there's some, I, I was looking at Christmas movies. What are some of the best Christmas movies or the most popular or rated some of the best Christmas stories ever? And Miracle on 34th Street, I, is that anybody's favorite Christmas movie? Anybody? Some of you guys are like, I've never heard of that before. Yeah, that's an oldie but a goodie. And uh, maybe in here today, uh, maybe National Lampoon Christmas. Any of you guys, like that's a classic. Like if you don't know what that is, then you need to go home right now literally get up and leave. And, and no, I'm just kidding, stay for a little bit longer. Uh, you need to go home and you need to get on uh, Google and you need to research that movie or, or it may be on Netflix or maybe on something, but would you, would you get that? Or um, how many, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed is that anybody? Yeah, a few of you guys, I figured you would. And um, I have three and a half year old, uh, three year old twins. If those of you guys that are just joining us for the very first time and whatever Christmas movie they like, we will watch it for the next, the next probably seven, eight weeks. We'll go on beyond Christmas. So right now it's, oh, Frosty the Snowman. They wake up, they've been waking up really early this weekend, which is a problem. And so um, they're, gonna, they're actually, they were on the naughty list, now they're staying there, you know? And so um, the, they wanna watch, they wanna watch uh, Frosty the Snowman. They wanna, they wanna light that movie up, they, it's, it's on rerun, it's constant that or, um, but I think one of my favorite movies of all time, of all time, is uh, The Elf. How many of you guys, that's Elf, that's your, that's your favorite movie, yeah, that's a, that movie, I think Jesus wrote that movie. That movie, that, that movie is awesome. It's funny. It's, it's, a, it's a good movie. Um, but today, maybe some of you guys in here today, yours is The Grinch. Anybody The Grinch? <laughs> Anybody The Grinch? Yeah. You guys are all getting coals in your stocking. Um, but uh, yeah, The Grinch is a, the Grinch is a, a cool movie. It's a, um, it's a, if you haven't seen The Grinch yet, you ought to, you ought to watch The Grinch. Uh, the character of The Grinch is, is a really, really, really old character. In about 2000, it came to this movie, The Grinch. And, and because of his character with Dr. Seuss, we now know if anybody who doesn't like Christmas, they're called a Grinch. And the thing about a Grinch is the Grinch won't even... The Grinch isn't just for the holidays. The Grinch can be year-round. You know, like, you're a Grinch, you know? Like, you can get in a fight with your spouse, and you'd be like, you're a Grinch, you know? Or your kids, they wake up on, on Monday morning when it's time to go to school, and they don't want to get up. They're just ugly, and they're cold. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? They're, they're a Grinch, you know? Or if you go to that guy, or you go to the restaurant, and, and the, the, the greeter, the person serving you guys, they're, just, they're not a mean person. Like, man, you're a Grinch, you know? Or if you go to the gym. And, uh, and the coach tells you it's going to be an easy day. They're lying to you. They're lying to you, number one. Number two, you're like, man, you're, you're a Grinch. And so um, I, I want to look at the Grinch today. There's a Grinch in the Bible, though, that I want to look at for just a few moments today. One of the most important, one of the most popular scriptures um, of, of all time at this time of the year is Luke chapter 2. And obviously the greatest Christmas story of all time is the story 
of Jesus coming to this earth. That is the greatest Christmas story of all time. And greatest, greatest it's, it's lasted the most amount of time. And I think it'll be here for the, for the course of history. I got in the car today. And I'll be honest with you today. I woke up early today. I thought, I'm going to get out of here and get out of here. I'm not even going to try to wake Trip up today. <laughs> He's not coming with me. I already made up my mind. He's not coming with me. And so I, I go to get in the shower. And as soon as I get in the shower, um, I go sit in the shower, I hear the, the door open, you know, and, and I'll turn around and here he is, big old small says. <laughs> His teeth like, you know, going both ways, like, here I am. I'm going with you, bro. And I got in the car with him until he goes, Dad, you, wanna, you know what I like about Christmas? I said, no, son, blow me away. What do you, what's your favorite thing about Christmas? He goes, it's three things. <laughs> My kind of guy, you know, like, I don't ever have a list. I have a favorite. If I have a list of three, I'm going to forget before I get to the end one. You know what I'm saying? That's just ADD life. And so he's like, I got three favorite things about Christmas. The first thing is, I, it's Jesus' birthday, Dad. And I'm like, yes, you know. As a pastor, you want your kid to say something spiritual every once in a while. It doesn't happen that much for him. So every once in a while, I'm like, throw me a bone here, you know. Like, say something. Like, you're listening in church. Like, your parents know who Jesus is. And so he's like, I, it's Jesus' birthday, Dad. I'm like, perfect. We're on to a good start. At that point, I checked out. I don't even know what he said next, you know. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He goes, the second thing is, I like the gifts. I'm like, you're my, you're my boy. You know, that's, that's my boy. He goes, and the third thing I like is I like to hang out with all my family and all my friends. And I'm like, oh, that's so cute. You know, I'm like, the last third, the third one, that's overrated, you know. That's my least favorite part about Christmas. I'm going to shoot you guys really straight, you know. You're like, that's why we come to this church, because this guy's honest. Yeah, I'm not, that's my least favorite part. Driving across town, going to all these different places, my parents, her parents, and Hey, Dad. And um, I just want to be, I want to just be able to, I want to be, I told him one day I want to wake up and have Christmas at my house and just stay here all day. You know, it's just going to, it's going to be awesome. This year we're doing a little bit of a different thing and we got family all over the place and it's, it, it, we're only, we're down to only one house this year. Somehow that worked out. We're doing Christmas early, like on December 19th, which I'm like, hey, earlier Christmas gifts, why not? You know, and so, but the best Christmas gift of all time is the story of Jesus' burden. So I'd like to read that to you just a little bit. And over the next couple of weeks, if you'll keep on coming back, I'd love to read some more of it to you. But Luke chapter 2, verse 1, the Bible says this, At that time, the Roman emperor, Augustus, decreed that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire. This was the first census taken when Quirinius was governor of Syria. All returned to their own ancestral towns to register for this census. And because Joseph was a descendant of King David, he had to go to Bethlehem in Judea. David's, aunt, eight, David's ancient home, he traveled there from the village of Nazareth in Galilee. He took with him Mary, to whom he was engaged, who was now expecting a child. And while they were there, that time came, from, came for her baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in... in, in um, I, I, in, the new, in, the, in, the, in the King James, they, they said swaddling clothes. And there's some things in the scripture that you're like, that's awesome. It reads really, really well, and that's good there. But swat, swaddling clothes, we're like, oh, that's cool, some swaddling cloths. It sounds comfortable, you know? It sounds like you're saying plush, soft blanket is what it sounds like. But this is a good, I, I like this translation here um, in the scripture here. It says, it was just strips of cloth. Like they didn't have, a, this guy did not, Jesus didn't have a great hotel experience. He didn't have a friend of mine text me the other day. He's like, hey, you want to go camping? I'm like, what hotel? You know, like, I'm totally down. I'm like, I'm down if you, that's, that's weird, but it's totally cool. You know, he's like, we'll get a big group together. And I'm like, I, I don't know that I want to get a big group of people and go camping. Any, you know, camping is not a good idea, number one, but with a bunch of people, like, people getting hangry out there, turned into Hunger Games, you know, like, it just could go, it could go either way with me when you go, when you go camping. And so he's like, don't you want to go camping? I'm like, no, I don't want to go camping. I, I'll take my wife camping. I don't want to go with a bunch of dudes camping, you know? And so, 
That's why I got married. You know what I'm saying? And so verse 7 says this. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in snugly, she wrapped him in, snugly in strips of cloth, and she laid him in a manger because there was no lodging available for them. Uh, when, today, when we get out of here, we'll, we'll, um, today ends, we're going to have what's called Next Steps Week 2. We talk about discipleship and how to read, read the Bible. And so as I'm reading this scripture to you today, I want to, as you're reading it, you're like, oh, that's a great story. I've heard that before. And so let me unpack it for you. Typically, when you read the Bible, you want to ask yourself some questions. I always tell people at Next Steps, I kind of take the Bible sometimes when I'm reading, I turn it this way, and I turn it this way, and I turn it this way, and I turn it this way, turn it this way, and you're like, Wes, is that normal? Absolutely not. But that's the way I read it, and that's how I get down. Sometimes I get on top of my head, and I look at it from a different angle, but they're going to this, they're going to this town of Bethlehem. Why? Because there's a census. Why was there a census? Because this joker wanted his money. He was taxing. He's like, hey, it's tax season. It's coming, by the way. Just get yourself prepared. All you guys that are, all you business owners, it's coming, you know. Get ready. It's coming. Some of you guys like tax season. You're like, I'm getting a refund. Holla at your boy. Some of you guys are like, oh, tax season. I'm a business owner. I hate, it's my, it's my least favorite. It's coming. You can't stop it. January's going to roll here. And April 15th, they want their money. And this Caesar here, he wanted his money. He's like, hey, you guys, come back to town. I want to count you. I want to make sure everyone's still alive. You don't care if anybody's alive. You want your money. You want, it, you want to come and you are, this guy is, the, this guy is a, a Bible day version of the Grinch. He's bringing everybody together because he wants to get paid. You know, he wants, he wants his dollar dollar bills. You all got to come and everybody pay me. Let's keep on unpacking. As you go a little bit further, you have Mary and Joseph rolling into town. Joseph is going back to his town to see all of his boys. He rolls up in there. He had already sent out the, he already sent out the wedding invites. They know the wedding's coming. He shows up early because his census had to be taken. And his girl, his, his girl, Bay, walks up with him, and she's pregnant. How are you going to explain that, Joseph? And he's probably thinking the way, you're probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking. Joseph's like, I'm not going to explain this one very well. <laughs> he don't want to go back to town. He's probably thinking, I'm going to, catch me next year. How about that? You know, catch me, catch me next year. I'll, I'll be here next year. I can't, not now. Let me, let me get this whole marriage thing done. It's going to be hard to explain to you guys. I'm, I'm trying to do the whole, you know, sex is for marriage thing. I'm trying to do it the right way, the way God's called us to do it. And, and I'm going, I'm doing this thing, and here I roll up. I'm not married yet, but my girl next to me, she's got a baby, and she's about to pop. It ain't like she could just, like, pass it off with a baggy shirt, girls. You know what I'm saying? I, I love that. I love when people are like, hey, I'm pregnant. I'm like, how long am I pregnant for? They're like, oh, th- you know, three months. I'm like, I noticed, like, two months ago, but I didn't want to say anything. You know, that's kind of what's kind of rolling through my head. And she's past the baggy shirt deal, ladies. You know what I'm saying? The kind of when you walk up, you have to hold your breath, kind of one of those moments. She, she's past that. This thing is about to, it's about to explode. And, and she, he's about to walk in and, and have to explain that to all his, his, his boys and all his, and all his friends. And it's not the best scenario ever. This, this, whole, this whole Christmas story, it is, it is pretty provocative if you read it. It is kind of hard. Let me get this straight. The Holy Spirit spoke your wife's pregnancy into existence. Yes, that's how it went. Just like that? Absolutely. Can, you, can I get any pictures? Like, if there wasn't a picture, it didn't really happen, you know? Like, Instagram wasn't back then. But he's like, I'm trying to unpack this for you. Like, this is not a great scenario, okay? But this guy, all the, all the, all the reason why they're coming there is because this guy wants to get paid. Caesar wants his, he wants his money. And I, I, I think this guy has a lot of similarities uh, to the Grinch. I, I wrote down a couple things about the Grinch this week that I think that maybe you, you could gasp, grasp or kind of gather from just watching the movie. It's a great, great, great movie. But when, in the movie, we, we learned that the Grinch's, his heart was too small. 
His heart was, his heart was too small. He had no joy, so he didn't want, so he didn't want anybody else to have joy. He didn't have a whole lot of God. He didn't have any relationships, so he didn't want anybody else to have relationships. I, I love when he sneaks down from that, from that mountaintop and he comes down to the mailroom and, and he takes all the gifts and he's just taking off the wrong addresses and, and the gifts are going everywhere and they're going off the conveyor belt and, and Cindy Lou who walks in, she sees him and he throws her on the conveyor belt and they wrap her up too. It's not a great, it's not a great scenario, but this guy, his heart was too, was too small. I want to ask you a question this holiday season. How's your heart? How, how's your heart? I know for some people, this is, a, this is a, a cruddy season. You're like, I just don't like, I don't like Christmas for whatever, for whatever reason. And I think one of the reasons maybe that you're, maybe the reasons why you maybe you're, you don't like the season or maybe you don't, maybe your heart may be too small or maybe things aren't going the way that you think they should go. And, and you've kind of, kind of shrunk in a little bit. Maybe, maybe we for the season, tis the season and people should be joyous. I walked into Starbucks this morning and the line was deep in there. And uh, you know what happened? I'll tell you. Um, what happened was, is that when they went to go and do the, when they went to go and um, the, the people that are going doing all these mobile orders, and I was one of those people, and the mobile order system got backed up. And I'm there, and I'm like, man, my order's not coming yet. So I'm being patient, you know, because I'm a pastor. I'm wearing the Hope Church logo. I'm like, I got to be patient, you know. I was thinking about taking it off and causing a fuss. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do that. <laughs> um, but I was sitting there, and, and that next thing I know, this lady's like, a lady says, ma'am, I'm, I'm waiting for my order. And she's got 15 stickers on both of her hands. She's like, is it one of these? Like, just pick one, you know? Like, when, do you, when would you like it? When they want theirs or when, you know, like, and she begins to, she does so the season. And I'm sitting there patience and people are smiling and people are, are doing good. Some people are being patient. But I realize that it's maybe for some reason in here today that you do, you're like the Grinch maybe. And, and here's the second thing I want you to write down is that the Grinch let other people write his story. The Grinch let other people write his story. And when he was younger, you see him as a, as a, as a young guy and, and he's there in school and everyone's making fun of him. And he began to live the life that everyone else, that life that everybody else was writing for him. I wonder if you're in here today and you're living out the story that, that someone else wrote for you. Yesterday we got to go see Ferdinand, the, 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 the new Bull movie it comes out next week. I don't know how Diana, how Diana got tickets for that, but I like to, I like to type it up as hashtag God's favor. And we got to go see this we got to go see this, this movie. And it was, it was a, an awesome movie. And this whole entire movie, the Ferdinand, he did not want to be a bull that fights. He did not want to be that. And he said, hey, guys, we can do it differently. But I'm afraid for a lot of people, our hearts are small. The reason why our hearts are small is because we're letting other people write our stories for us. And we're just being what everybody else told us that we were called to be. And maybe your parents spoke a word over you, and, and that's the word you, you grasp. I, I, I posted this morning today that today's going to be a great day. Today's going to be an incredible day. And sometimes you got to speak that into your day. I rolled out of bed at 6. My alarm went off today. Typically, I punch it like 15 times. But today, I was like, I'm ready to go today. I'd already been up, tossing and turning about Sunday and about today. And I'm like, I'm ready to go. Today's going to be a great day. I, I have some perspective. But I know for me, I'm not going to let anyone else write my story. And I'm, I don't want for the, our church, this community, I don't want anybody else to, to write your story. Maybe you came in saying you're living out the story that someone else wrote for you. Today's the day where you can change that. Today's the day where you can make a left or you can make a right. And you can begin to live the story that God has called you, God called you to live. I, um, Cole um, said to me, hey, you need to listen to this uh, guy, um, this podcast. And I, I punched it in. And, 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 he, and he said this this week. I'm already five, five or six podcasts in. But he said this, you better be aware of the voices in your head. You got to be aware of the voices inside your head. Maybe you're writing a negative story for you. Maybe you're not right. Maybe you're not living the story that someone else wrote for you. Maybe you're, maybe you're speaking a negative story into your life. Maybe you're saying to yourself, well, I deserve this. 
this is what I, I, I get what I get. And I, God doesn't have a great plan for me. I, that's not for me. I know Wes is speaking that to people and he's encouraging people, but that's not my story. Maybe you, for some of you guys in here, you have to capture the voices that are inside your head. You say, listen, that's not for me. You have to take the scripture says, the apostle Paul says, you have to take every thought captive. You have to grab, you have to snatch it. You have to grab on and say, hey, that's not for me. I'm going to speak positive of the situation. This guy, the Grinch, he was, the, he, was become, he was a product of his past. He was a product of his past. I want to encourage you today, maybe something happened to you, or maybe you did something that you weren't a product of, but you're not, you're, not your, you're not your sin. God didn't call you to be stuck in that. For a lot of people, we're stuck in our past, and we're kind of just living the same story over and over again, every day, day after day, after day, after day, after day. And the Grinch lived up in this isolation all by himself, and he lived. The, the, day that, the day that those kids in his school made fun of him, and they spoke that negative word into him, he lived the life they said he was supposed to live over and over and over again. He lived it for years. And for some of you guys, today's day where you can put a stake in the ground and say, no more. Maybe you're in your day, you're listening to Satan. Maybe you're listening to other people. Maybe you're the negative, maybe you're, the, you're your biggest enemy. I always tell people, I heard someone say it recently, but the biggest enemy is not in front of me, my biggest enemy is the person inside of me. I'm trying to be a little bit better than I was yesterday, and I'm trying to get excited about becoming a better person tomorrow. But so many people get stuck in our past. And Joey said it very eloquently last week, and he's got a lot of built-up anger inside of him, but he said something last week that was super important that I'd never heard before, but the, 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 the windshield is a lot bigger than the rearview mirror. Your windshield is a lot bigger than the rearview mirror. The rearview mirror is great just to glance every once in a while to see where you've been to encourage you to keep on going forward. It's great to see when, you know, it's great to have it when, you're, when, when cars are coming up behind you so you can, know to, you can know to get over, you know, or hopefully with a cop, you're going to travel this season, hopefully you don't see those red and blue and those white lights flashing behind you. And if you do, you go to get over, you're like, God, please let them keep on going. Please keep going. <laughs> please go. Dang it, that's for me, you know. And you, you have this moment of your life where we're looking in the rearview mirror, but we're, we're locking in on the rearview mirror, and we can't go anywhere. We can't do anything, and we're, we're going we're gonna to crash, and the wheels are going to fall because we're locked in on the past. But I want to change your story today. I want you to be able to change your story today. I don't want your heart to be too small. One of my biggest, greatest desires for us as a community is for our hearts to grow and our, our hearts to get bigger. I want your heart to get bigger. Did you know it's possible for your heart to get bigger? Did you know it's, heart, it's, it's possible for your heart to have more, more life and to be more fruitful and have greater things inside your heart? I want that. And I don't want it just for me. Sometimes I walk around, it's like my heart's on my sleeve, and it's always pumping blood, and I'm excited. I'm, I'm always juiced up, ready to go on the next thing. But I don't want to walk around excited about what God's doing in my life. I want to get excited about what God's doing in your life. But you got to get excited with me, too. I can't be like, hey, God's going to do something great in your life. And be like, oh, awesome. Thanks. That's probably good for you. It's probably good for the person on the road behind me. It's good for you. One out of one people in here say, I want your heart to get bigger. I want God to do something greater inside your heart and inside your life. And he can do that. He can do that. He wants to do that inside your life. So how do you go from being a Grinch to being a generous or to have a full heart or one of our core values is generosity? How do you, how do you go from that, from there to, to here? This guy said, I want your money. Come on. I want to, everyone come in. I want to, I want to gather, I want to gather the money because I want to, I want to gain. I want to game in just a few moments today. We're going to take our heart for the house offering and, and we're going to gather, gather, gather collectively as a community together. We're going to gather not so we can like, oh, look how much we have, but so we can look how much we can go out and do, how much more we can go out and, and help people. But this guy sees was like, hey, let me get all this stuff. I love the story in the movie where the Grinch takes all the Christmas gifts. He gets all the Christmas gifts. And you know what he has to do with those Christmas gifts? Absolutely nothing. He's got no one to give them to. He's got nowhere for them to go. So he decides, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to destroy all of them. 
I'm going to go and I'm going to, I'm going to shut it down. And so how do we go from being a rich to generous or having this full heart? Here it is. A couple, couple things I want to give you to say. When you give, your heart grows. When you give, your, your heart grows. There comes a moment in that movie where he begins to, he has those gifts and, and, and this, this, he, he realizes, like, I, I need to, I give. And the Bible says that, or this Bible, the story says that his heart grew three times in that moment. He decided, I'm going to give just the decision to give, decision to know that he's doing the wrong thing. He actually wants to give out and not take more things in. Just the decision to do that actually began to make his, his heart grow. Uh, maybe you're in here today and you're thinking, man, my heart grow. I want you to know this today. I write this down or take, or take a picture in your mind, but your destiny is not dead. I was with Stefan yesterday. Great place to get a haircut, by the way, if you want to look like this. And you're like, I always realize when I, when I promote Stefan to do the haircuts, people are like, people are like I don't want that. <laughs> He can cut other people's hair, okay? Um, <clears throat> white, black, Asian, Hispanic. He, he does it all. I've been there all, all groom. Uh, last week, I was, uh, he cut Matt's hair and Cole's hair and, and Chip's hair. And, um, and he was saying, I cut all three of them. I was just trying to explain this to Diana the other day. Um, Stefan, I'll explain this to Diana. She's, Diana walked in and, and she said, um, hey, can, can Judah get a haircut? This is just a guy. This is just a moment for the guys. Just girls, you can just kind of not even pay attention anymore. And, when you get it, when you, when, it's probably like this for girls. When you go get a haircut, you lock in with one guy or one girl, and she's your stylist, right, Ashley? Ashley's one of the CrossFit coaches, and she's a hairstylist, and her friend's visiting today, who I work out with too, and, um, and she's a hairstylist also. But when you have a hairstylist, you want to have the same hairstylist. You don't want anybody experimenting on your hair next week or the week after. And so she, she walks in, and she says, um, Dinah walks in to pick the kids up, and she says, can, can Judah get a haircut? I'm like, yeah, he can get a haircut. I was like, Stefan, you, you got anybody behind me? And, and Diana, so they, they left. I got home like, Dinah, where'd you go? She's like, well, you asked Stefan if he can cut Judah's hair. And I'm like, yeah. She's like, well, there was a guy sitting there doing nothing. I'm like, no, 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 ma'am. You come here. You sit down right now. You don't ever talk about my stylist like that. We don't do that. That's disloyal. It's not the right thing to do. We don't, we don't do that. I had to get on to her, guys. You don't go and be like, hey, bro. It's like me walking in front of like, hey, bro, let me borrow your wife for a moment. It's that deep, Diana. You can't be like, you don't mind, do you? Bro, just get me. You can't do that. It's like we're boys. It's like I can't be like, hey, bro, right in front of you, bro. Hey, I'm going to let your boy cut my boy's hair. You, you don't do that, right, Brian? And all the guys said amen. You know what I'm saying? You got to stick with your guy, you know? And Dinah doesn't care. She's so easy going. I wish I could be like her. She's like, I'll walk into great clips, let anybody have an experiment. It's going to grow out, you know? And I can't take that chance. I, I want to make sure it looks right. And, um, that was just a freebie today, but I was listening to, when I walk in and get a haircut from Stefan, I, I, I was listening to this music, and, and the singer said, your destiny isn't dead. Your destiny is not dead in here today. You've got a future. Your heart can begin to, begin to grow. Can I illustrate that for you today? Um, in our church, in just this, just the last few moments, um, the last few uh, weeks of our church, you guys have helped pack 100-plus shoeboxes. We came in, and some of you guys, we brought 60 or 70, and we were able to put out a bunch of, a bunch of Christmas boxes and, 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 and be able to share and be able to give and be able to help have a lot, a lot of people have Christmas all around the world. We were able to do that together, and uh, that's awesome, and, and that's incredible. Can I invite Chris to come up? Can Chris come up? That's, that's not working. Um, can we get... Can, uh, Chris or somebody, come play behind me, anybody. Um, but I want, I want for us to realize that whenever we begin to give, our heart grows. Have you ever noticed that before? When you help somebody, you actually feel better. 
we helped pack several hundred. Um, a lot of you guys, you grab angel tree, a tree uh, um, gifts off the angel tree, and you begin to, you begin to, to give and to begin to help and to begin to, to give the, bring these gifts in. And, and that's awesome. What happens when you begin to help? You're actually, your heart began to grow. Your heart began to grow. You, it felt good. You're like, you're never like, oh, that felt good. It's because your heart began to grow. Because when you give, your your heart grows. And we're able, we're, we're buying Christmas for over, around somewhere around 20 kids. And this time of the year, everybody calls and said, hey, can I get some help? Can I get some encouragement in this area of, of Christmas? A lady messaged us yesterday. We want to help people. We want to encourage people in the area of this. But when we give here, when we give to this, we don't want to keep it. We want to give it out. It feels good to give a gift, doesn't it? Just nod your head. It feels good to give a gift. We want to be able to do that for a lot more people. Wes, why would I give to this heart for the house? Because we want to help people. We can't, it's not going to stay here. We're gonna, we want to give it out. We want to serve. We want to help. We want to encourage other people. Super excited for that offering because I want our hearts to grow. The offering is not about the offering. The offering is about our hearts growing. And God wants our heart. And God wants your heart to grow. He wants to expand your, in, he wants to, he wants to expand your increase. We gave, a, we, gave, we gave what God called us to give last year. And you know what happened between last year and this year? We're going to give more. Because our, heart, our hearts grew. I was in the cart now, like, hey, this is what we gave last year. This is what I think we can give. And, and this, was, this is another number over here. And she's like, yeah, take the bigger number. I'm like, yeah, I like that. Because when you give, your heart grows. The Bible says this in, in Acts chapter 20, verse 35. It's actually better to give than it is to receive. I don't care what you say. Like, I'll receive and feels good. I like to receive gifts. We joke a lot and we laugh. I, I love, love, love receiving gifts. But can I tell you what I like to do more? I like to give. We were at Chipotle last week and I, I said, I'm gonna, buy, I'm gonna buy those people. I'm gonna buy those people their meal. Because if, I, didn't, I did it because it felt good. It felt good. I went to go um, get Starbucks and I got a couple for the, some of the Dream Team guys. And I'm like, and Ryan goes, hey, get one for my wife too because he's a good husband, smart guy, genius. And, and I, I, I'm like, yes, I can't wait because I like to give. It feels, I actually feel better when I give. I feel better when I give. Diana said to me today, hey, we're not gonna exchange Christmas gifts this year. I'm like, that's fine, because you've been spending a lot recently, and so that works out really good. I love, I love Diana's heart. I, um, I love Diana's heart. She's been, we, we cleaned out our garage a few months ago, and, and, and Church Planner Life, hashtag your garage is just a disaster. And so we've got these cases that you see, we got some of those in our garage. We got, so we cleaned our, this is, this is the miserable part about it, dads, men in here, ladies, gentlemen, everybody. You have to clean your garage, we had to clean our garage out to bring the stinking Christmas stuff down to make the garage more dirty again. I don't get it, but it's what we do. You know, I just, I don't, I want, you can either, guys, you can either be right or happy, but you cannot be both. So I'm like, I wanna be happy. I cleaned that garage there, it was incredible. Now Diana's selling stuff. I, she said to me, hey, I'm, uh, uh, she's posting all this stuff on this Facebook thing and, and selling stuff. You guys know what I'm talking about the Facebook. Now they got a thing. I'm, somehow they're making money. I don't know, but they're going to eventually make money somehow. And, and she goes, hey, so-and-so wants this on this little app. And I'm like, she's like, I'm just going to give it to them. She's generous. I love that. And the more you, you give, the more your heart grows. She was on there last week and she goes, hey, so I'm posting some more stuff. I'm going I'm to sell this. She's like, oh, somebody else wants it. I gave it away. I'm like, babe, you keep on giving the stuff away. We can't really get it. We're trying to make the money, not give it away, you know? And, but when you're generous, you just, your heart grows. You just give it away. Give it away, give it away, give it away. Now, here's the second thing. I got some songs in my repertoire, you guys. You're like, I thought you just listened to worship music every day. I don't. I listen to other stuff. 
it's all old. It's a lot of old stuff. Try to change it. Here's the second thing. In, in, in giving, sometimes we get to, there's two types of giving. There's this prosperity giving. We're like, I want to give so I can receive. I'm going to give so I can receive. I want to give so I can receive. There's people that are, that are home today and they're sending money to people on the, on the phone or they're getting letters in the mail. Hey, you give because I want to receive. I want to receive. And what happens is they never, ever receive. You want to know why they never receive? Some of those people, like they never receive because that's not, that's not the kind of giving that God's talking about. In the scripture, oh, if you want to be blessed, you gotta, you gotta give, 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 give. That's not the way God works. So they're still sending the money away, but they're never getting anymore. Have you've seen that before? You've heard people and the people that are getting scammed every day. If you get this, God's gonna bless you tenfold. Well, the reason why they never get that tenfold, you wonder why they never get it because God doesn't. God bless. God. God wants your heart. He doesn't want your money. So go. I'm giving my money. I'm giving my money. Giving my. God wants your heart. You can give and not. You can give and God not have your heart. I gave for a long time, and my, I give, I've, my, I've always given. My, my mom and dad told me, how to give me a little offering envelope. I walk in my coins and I drop them in there. I've given for a long time, but there was a point where God said, hey, Wes, I, could you stop giving? And can you, can you give with your heart? And then God had my heart, and the giving accelerated. Then the blessings came. You're just giving just to give. That, there, there's no blessing in that. It's called obligation or, or guilt giving. So there's that prosperity. And then there's this poverty. There's this poverty gospel type thing where it's like you can't have anything if you've got if you have stuff that means you you know you're not you're not giving enough away you got to give more away if you if you have a nice house and you have a nice car you have nice things then you're doing something wrong and I don't I don't believe in that either some people they there's they believe in in guilt giving many 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 years ago the the church came up with these things called indulgences indulgences and basically what it was was this that if you felt guilty or if you had sin in your life, you would come and pay these indulgences and your sins would be forgiven. Well, I don't buy into that either because I believe in, in the blood of Jesus. And I believe in Christmas and I believe in Easter. And where Jesus came and he died, he poured his blood for us so that we could be, our lives could be changed forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. And we can have Jesus on this earth, but one day we get to heaven, we can have Jesus in heaven also. It's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be awesome. And we're gonna love it. And so these people would start giving because they thought it could... They thought potentially if I, if I give enough, it'll change my past. I never want us to be the church where we give because we feel like we have to. I want us to give because we want our hearts to grow. Because God has our hearts and, and that's why we give. I don't want to do heart for the house offering because I, because I want to see how many people I can give. I want to see if I can get 100% participation, which that'd be incredible today if we got 100% participation. But I don't do that so we can get 100% participation. I want it because I want God to have people's hearts and I want to reach more people. You know what I realize sometimes we give? out of obligation or out of guilt, and I don't want that, but here's what I wrote down today. Giving won't change your past, but it can change somebody else's future. You know, it's, it's funny to say, I had a guy say to me, well, how much is that? We got, we got a billboard last week and, and for, to let everyone know we're having two services, and, and that's coming out of the heart for the house offering, and I'm just kind of cashing in a little bit early, and I'm just believing with faith, you know, and we have another one. When you come in next week, when you come down Marshall Farms Road on the right, there, you're going to see another one. You can see it from the, you'll be able to see it from, um, from the turnpike. It's going to be awesome, and, and I had a guy say to me, well, how much, how much, did, how much did you spend on, the, on those billboards? And, uh, and I told him, and he was like, man, that's, that's a lot of money. I said, yeah, I know, but we're going to reach people. We want to let everyone know that there's a, there's a God who loves them in this city. We don't want to miss anybody. I, um, I, I got a, we're going to send out a mailer in just a few weeks. And uh, I, got my, um, I got the demograph of our mailer. We're going to send out 20,000 invites. 20,000 all around this area. 20,000 around this church. A billboard and, 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 and mailers and 
newspaper and because we want everyone to know there's a God who loves them and God wants to change their life. We want to let everybody, everybody know. So when you give today, it's not going to change, it's not going to change your past, but it can change somebody else's future. We go places and people say, oh, I'm looking for a church. I'm like, oh, I'm so glad you asked. And I reach into my wall and, and, I, and I said, you know, I give them these invite cards and, and when I get these invite cards, it says, this could change your life. This could change your life. And I realize a piece of paper can't change your life. Absolutely not. But when you come to a place like this and you get a hug and you get a high five, maybe a fist bump, or maybe someone doesn't say hi to you at all. Rude. And uh, maybe that happens to you. <laughs> it shouldn't happen at this church. But you come there, you, you meet some people. I like when we're getting tighter. Statistics tell you that once a church is 55% full, it just... It's, it's too tight for people. You don't want to sit by each other. And I, I see some empty seats today, but I, I realize today in here, people come in and they, they stay for a little bit and they don't know anybody, but they eventually they get to, they meet somebody and they, they come every week looking for that one person. They come looking for that one person. And did you know this, that the seat that you're sitting in, you're sitting in somebody else's sacrifice. I was at our home church last week and and um, or on Friday night with my kids at their, at their Christmas play. And, and I was there and I get emotional every time I go back there because I realize that they have paid, they have, they have sown into this. They've sown into this. And now it's our turn to give somebody else a seat. When you walk in here in the new year, it's, it's gonna look, it's in, in January 21, it's gonna look different. There's gonna be so many new people here. This auditorium is gonna be set up differently. It's not gonna, it's not the same exact setup. The energy is going to be different in different services. I think, I think, I think the 9 a.m. may be the service to come to. I feel like I'm a lot, I hear a lot of people saying, I can't wait to get them to 9 a.m. I'm really excited about that. But you know that we'll never ever get there. Somebody will never ever have that seat unless we give into it, unless we pour into 2018. And, and I don't know about you in here today, but I want to make sure that when I'm investing in things, they're, they're, etern they're eternal. I was listening to a guy say the other day, he said they, they, surveyed, they surveyed some people that were on, on their deathbed and, 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 and on, on their last days of their life, and they said, what would you do? What would you do different? You know, you, how many of you know in here today, if someone's about to die, that's like primo content. You want to lock in. If you're 18, no offense, there's just not, I'm not going to lock into an 18-year-old. I always tell people, whenever, whenever older people come out and say, man, that was a really, really good word. I, or that was your best sermon. I'm like, you've been here for two years. <laughs> what does that say, you know? And, and uh, when they come out and say, that, that, really, that really spoke to me. That was, a, that was a good word. There's a lot of weight when it's coming from a 50-year-old person or a senior person because they've lived a long time. They've, lived a, they've, they've gone through some things. How many of you know if, you, if the older you get, you, you go through some things? When you were girls in here today, guys in here today, when you were two or seven or eight and that kid took your crayon, that wasn't a big deal now but when you're 17 or 18 that relationship tanked how many of you know that's a bigger deal than someone taking your cramp that's a lot bigger deal how many of you know here today when you when you have a car accident you think it's the end of the world but then you realize it's not a big deal when your house burns on fire as you get older you go through some things you go through some things and so i want us to be a church that changes other people's future I want people to change. And you know, generosity is just not out of your checkbook. Generosity is with your time. 
generosity with your time. And we're gonna, we're gonna need it. We're gonna, in some respects, we're doubling our volunteers. We're gonna do that in, in, in next year. We're gonna reach so many people next year, you guys. I'm trying to, I can't even do it justice. We're gonna reach so many people, but it's gonna take your kindness to people. It's gonna take you hugging, you high-fiving, you embracing people, you moving a chair every Sunday or this Sunday or next week or being on a setup team or on a teardown team. But did you know that when you give your, your life or your time or your talent, it doesn't change your past, I get that, but it changes somebody else's future. Did you know this? Now, I, I love this story that eventually the, the, the difference maker on this whole Grinch thing was that the Grinch develops a relationship and he develops a relationship with this Cindy Lou Who. You know what that tells me today and here today? That there are some people in this room or in this community, they're one relationship away from a different life. They're one relationship from a different life. I had a friend come in last week and she's brand new and I said, hey, how are you? She goes, I'm just, I'm in, a, I'm in transition. This week she walked in, I gave her a hug and I said, man, I'm so glad you're here today. Man, you're welcome here. I was talking to a friend of mine today I was talking to Ashley, and she's going on a, on, a, on a new endeavor next year. You know, an entrepreneur. She's an entrepreneur, and she was telling me, she's one of the coaches, and she was telling me, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. I'm like, that's awesome. I'm like, you got to meet this person, you got to meet this person, you got to meet Stefan. And I'm like, hey, I want to give you this book. I think this book this book is great for entrepreneurs. You need to read, read this book. Did you know that I, I, I don't have, and I told her, I was like, I don't have a whole lot to, to say. I've only been in this thing for two years in and, 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 and management of, a, of, of this. And I said, I can stewardship of this. I said, I don't have a lot. I took all new business owners. Like, if you need someone just to encourage you, I don't have all the answers, but I know some guys that do have the answers, but I can walk with you in any way, pray with you, encourage you. I can do that. That a relationship can change somebody's life. One relationship could change someone's life. Sharing your life could save somebody else's life. Sharing your life or giving your life. Um, and then lastly, I think giving won't change. Giving doesn't get you to heaven whatever it is that you give, but it can help somebody else get there. And I wanna help as many people as possible get to heaven. I wanna depopulate hell and get as many people to heaven. And that's why we give. That's why we're generous. That's why we love people. That's why we serve people. Because when we do that, God does what only he can, God does what only he can do. We, we just partner with them and then God does the work. With God, we never have to do all the heavy lifting. We don't have to do the heavy lifting. God does the heavy lifting. We show up and God shows off. And it's encouraging. It's incredible when, when that happens.